Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bill, you know Brian. I'm Andrew. How are you this morning? Well, good to hear you guys. We always have a good time together, don't we? Yes, sir. Do you owe Brian food? He keeps referencing. He does. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> he does. He's telling me, been telling me that I could come up to Dallas and do some of that fine dining they do while they're watching uh football games and, and, and doing their machinations about this whole college football ranking. Now, I understand my buddy Adam Zucker had a chance to come up and visit with you and eat some of that good food. Yeah, he did. I actually thought about you the, the Monday night we had barbecue. Ah, I'm going to make it up there <laughs> one of these days, I promise you. Yep, Adam came to one of our mock exercises. I think we've talked about this before, but love to have one or both of you guys come sometime. Um, great way to see the inside and also really a a fun couple of days. Well, Bill, with this initial ranking, I don't think I heard as much, uh, 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 let's see, rank uh, anger or, or anything as I have experienced uh, in the past with these rankings. Of course, this is the fourth installment now. Uh, did you see it that way as well? I think everyone felt like you guys got, pretty much got it right, this first one out the box. People did. People did. I think people know we had a hard decision, several hard decisions to make. But I think overall the feedback's been good. Bill, I think, uh, you know, at least on, on from our vantage point, being on the air before the rankings came out, we spent a lot of time on Oklahoma and Ohio State. Can you, can you walk us through the process that got the Sooners ahead of the Buckeyes? Well, yeah, those teams, uh, actually Ohio, uh, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Penn State, were all kind of glumped in there together at that group. And Oklahoma just had that uh, very simply – had that the significant head-to-head win uh, on the road at Ohio State. And uh, neither Ohio State nor Penn State had, had that. Um, but these are, these are really, really good teams and, 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 and very close margin. Now, as far as Wisconsin and Miami, the, the only teams, along with Alabama and Georgia, of course, which are uh, Georgia 1, Alabama 2, undefeated, Wisconsin, Miami undefeated, it, it, it seems to me that you discounted Wisconsin because of their schedule and Miami because of the close wins uh, they've experienced thus far this season. Oh, you nailed it. You nailed it. Um, <laughs> you know, Wisconsin, is they run that system so well, and, man, they're executing at a really high level right now. Uh, but their best their best win was at Northwestern, which is five and three, and and we're just waiting for them to show what they can do against a little better competition. And Miami kind of reminds us really of the FSU team. Uh, uh, I think it was the first year when they just kind of struggled and kept winning, but kept struggling. And and we're we're, we're just waiting for us to waiting for them to show a little more. You know, Bill, a team I thought about a lot uh, leading up to the rankings was Wisconsin, undefeated in the Big Ten. They certainly can play defense, had concerns with their offense. But I, I personally kind of held back on them because I don't know that I'm going to believe in them until, in theory, they beat Ohio State or Penn State or whomever in the Big Ten title game. 
Is that fair rationale for a committee member, like looking ahead and waiting for that? Or am I only supposed to be thinking about what they've done up until that moment when I give them a ranking? Well, I think you're right on both counts. For us, all we can do is rank them based on what we've seen so far. And, yeah, we're looking ahead. Wisconsin has a game coming up against Michigan. Um, And looking at their schedule, some of the teams that they had on their schedule weren't as good as they anticipated them to be. So that's kind of a little bad luck for them. But we're we're just waiting for them to show what they can do uh, against a little better competition. And, Bill, we've yet to have a two-loss team make the playoff. And I'm looking at Iowa State now sitting there at 5-2, and two, and they've knocked off two top five teams in Oklahoma on the road, and, of course, TCU last week at their place. Let's say they run the table, and there's going to be a rematch at some point with somebody in the Big 12. They run the table. Big 12 champion with two loss. Can they make your party at the end of the year? Well, I think someday there will be a two-loss team in, in the in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know whether it will be this year or not. And uh, the Iowa State story obviously is fascinating. <clears throat> as, as I look at their season, I think if, if they had known how good they were uh, back when they played Iowa and then, and then the other loss to Texas, uh, they, they might have won both of those two or certainly at least one of them. And, of course, with their situation, with, with changing the quarterback, um, it just it just gave them the right kind of chemistry mm-hmm. as we saw against both Oklahoma and TCU. Well, let's say it's one of the big brand names because uh, going back to the initial playoff in, in 2014 and it was Baylor and TCU, and I always maintain if it had been Oklahoma or Texas sitting there with a one loss, they would have gotten into that initial playoff and, instead of a, a, a TCU and a Baylor being knocked out of it during the last week. Let's say it's, it's a Oklahoma or an Oklahoma State uh, or even a TCU with two losses, but they're the conference champion. Would having more cachet than, say, an Iowa State get you an invite to the dance? No, no. Uh, reasonable people can disagree. And uh, <laughs> you, and, you, and, you and I have disagreed before on this show, and uh, we probably will again, which is fine. Yep. But, no, it, it, it's, it's not who you are. And, and really, um, going back to the first year, I don't care who you were, if, if – if, uh, Goodness, if, if if anybody had played the schedule, frankly, that, that Baylor and TCU uh, uh, played that first year, that they would have been in the same ranking spot. We don't we don't we don't pay attention to the brand. It's just not a factor. We have way too much else that we have to worry about to, to have to take time to consider the brand. Uh, Bill, let me ask you this. Brian asked about a two-loss team. Let me ask you about two teams from the same conference being in your final final four. I know you've been asked about this as well, and obviously Georgia and Alabama. Um, are kind of theoretically set up for it right now. Is is that ideal for you guys? I know you want the best four, but to me, if you're putting in two from the same conference, there's almost a built-in argument against one of them because only one of them could have won the conference. Well, the great thing about the playoff is there's no strings attached. It's just the best four teams. No limit on how many from a conference. Um, we don't have to think about politics in that room. All we think about is football, and I, I love that part of it. Um, so it, it can it happen someday? Yeah, I, I suspect it will someday. Will it be this year? Who knows? You know, what, what, if, that, if that were to happen, then what would have happened would be something happened to the teams around them in the rankings. Right. Um, and, and that's, you know, people focus on, on, on those two teams, Alabama and Georgia, but, hey, what, what are the rest of the teams doing? And obviously – what are they going to do the rest of the season? 
Bill Hancock joining us here on CBS Sports Radio. G. Owen Jones, executive director of the college football playoff. Uh, so essentially what you're saying is that a conference champion doesn't matter. A conference championship does not matter. And I'm of the old school, and you and I have gone round and round on this before. I just think if you can't win your conference, you can't win your division, you can't win your conference, you shouldn't be. Ha- you shouldn't have an opportunity to win a national title. But it seems oh. to me that you guys don't feel that way in that room. Oh, conference champions matters, absolutely. It's one of those tiebreakers. If the teams are, are, are equal, then the conference champion comes into play. Um, oh, man, we had the crazy situation last year. The yep. Big Ten, as, yep. as we've talked about, <laughs> where those were Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State all defeated each other. And the committee just had to make a decision. And, uh, and Penn State made it really, really hard for the committee last year with the way they played against Wisconsin in that championship game. Um, so uh, those, those, those situations where all three beat each other are, are just really difficult. We already have one this year with Auburn, Mississippi State, and LSU. Yeah. They've all played, and, and, the, and, the, and the standings in those three games are one, one and one. They're all tied. They all beat each other. Uh, so that's when that's when we have to take off our hats and really and really work hard to figure out how to rank them. Yeah, you have Mississippi State sitting there at, at 16, and LSU is at 19. And Mississippi State, the manner in which they've lost their ball games, they have been thrashed, but yet they're ahead of LSU because they beat them. So you give them the head to head, you give them the benefit of that. But the manner in which they lost, uh, does that factor into uh, the process? Yeah, it does, and we walk a fine line in that. Uh, we don't want to. What we say is, we don't want to incent margin of victory, and, and we really don't. We don't need. We don't want to be in that business. But we look at whether a team dominated another team or not. And uh, yeah, you're right. It's just it, it's tricky in that in, in that in that three way because there were some dominating performances, and then uh, um, uh, one close game also. So it, we just have to we just have to figure it out. Bill Hancock is the executive director of the college football playoff. He's with us here on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Um, Bill, more than one coach this week, Nick Saban beforehand, Kirby Smart afterwards uh, complained about the unfair burden of being number one uh, on your list. I, I know that's not going to affect the way you go about your business, but are you bothered at all when you hear coaches say things like that? No, not at all. I, I do think that's a first-world problem. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just drop a hashtag on us? <laughs> but no, I, I, these coaches, I respect them so much, and, and they all have hard jobs, and, and they're all very, very good at it. Um, and and I, 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 like, I like, you know, I love talking college football the way we get to do it. I love, I love talking about it with coaches when I get a chance. All right, well, let's keep talking because I want to fight with you because I think you just contradicted yourself. We're talking about Miami, and you liking them to Florida State a few year, years ago when they were having all these close calls, but yet a, a team that like Mississippi State gets blown out, and you say you don't want to get into margin of victory or margin of defeat, but the, the sexy wins, they went out in your formula. Well, you just you look at how a team performs all season, and yeah, if they if they underperformed in some games, you have to consider that. Uh, if they if they perform well in other games, you have to consider that. Bill, it's not the first time now that you guys have gotten together to to start figuring out this process. Um, is it is it easier? Is it different? I know you have new faces this year, so you know some people kind of are obviously new to it. But are do you guys have a better flow, a better system this time around? It's the same system, the same flow. Uh, the chemistry in the room changes with new people. Um, Gene Smith, Chris Howard, and Frank Beamer all bring a different new perspective, uh, which is great. 
you know, I, I watched committee rooms change for 16 years when I worked with the NCAA Men's Basketball Committee. So this doesn't surprise me at all. The, whole, the, the, the chemistry just changes. Not better, not worse. It's just different. I, I, um, but go, go ahead, ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Finish well, your thought. But I was, I was just going to say we just rely on our protocol, which is consistent from year to year, and and uh, and then get the different perspectives of the committee members. I would hope that the, the, there are fireworks in, 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 during these discussions. I, I, like you and I, we go back and forth whether we're in person or we're, we're talking uh, via phone line. I, I just would hope that because you have these different personalities, you have coaches, you have administrators, you have former players. I mean, is that what you're experiencing there? Is there, is there Are there fireworks and are these guys really passionate about their stance on a particular team or uh, their opposition to another team? Is, 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 does it get – Nice and heated. Oh, it does. It really does, and it did this week. It's always professional, mm-hmm. but 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 heated. And what I think is funny is there'll be two people arguing against each other <laughs> when we're looking at one cluster, and then we get those in the rankings. We go to the next cluster, and then those two people are on the same side uh, uh, on some other team, and that's the way it should be. It, it's uh, it's statesmanship, but it's getting after each other, and frankly. Not to get political here, but I'm going to. Uh, the people in Washington D.C. could learn a lot from the way our guys behave with each other. They argue, they fuss, but at the end of the day, they come out and make a decision. There you go. At some point, you got to arrive at uh, a, a decision. So no food fights to report or anything like that. They're not wasting that barbecue by throwing it at each other. No, nope. a lot, lot of good barbecue, man, and some <laughs> ice cream, and and some ice cream. Oh, stop! You're making me hungry. You always do this. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, uh, we'll let you go, and Brian will badger you for free stuff via text or email or something like that off <laughs> off the radio. I, I love it. Hey, once again, we had fun, and uh, let's do it again soon. Thanks, and and I'm not awesome. badgering. He offered it. Right, Bill? <laughs> That's right. Thank you. All right, y'all take care. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.